everyone, welcome back to another exciting episode of the Iconist Podcast. Woo! As you know, I'm one of your hosts today. I'm Barry3D for Deep Dark Delicious. You know where to find me on Barry3D.com. On my side, as always, the one and only, the man that's got you dancing all night long. And be the month of love might have you doing that sweet, sweet horizontal dance. My cousin, the one and only, Rod C. Who's it? I don't know. All right, that's it. Yeah. Right on, right on. Right on, right on. All right, man. Keep it real, Rod. And we are joined once again by our friend who runs a fantastic page. He's been on a couple episodes. We're bringing him back all the time. He's, he's pretty much a member of the crew. So give a round of applause for those there watching, listening. Come on, give him thumbs up for Larry Reclazado. Ah! Very good. Very good. Get I'm getting it. better. I'm getting better, Larry. <laughs> and, and Larry, they can find you. What's your Facebook page that you run? Let everyone know. I've uh, got a couple, but the one we're talking about is Forgotten, Obscure, and Underrated Comic Characters. There we go. That page is awesome. So I know you run a whole bunch of them. That was the one that really attracted my uh, attention. That was a lot of fun. So, you know, one, thank you for having us on there. Thank you for joining us here. And, uh, you know, we're going to kind of do a quick round table of manners, maketh the man, and then get right into today's episode. So first and foremost, uh, you got to support the books. If you want to know where to get a great comic book collection, then there's a couple of comic book stories you can check out. So that's either Wow Comics out in Kitchener with Wes and the guys. You can go and check out uh, a, a Hero's Tale with Andrew and the rest of the guys. Or you can go to Check Swings out in Montreal and tell, you know, Trevor and the rest of the guys, we said hi on the Iconist podcast. So absolutely, those are places to go. If you're not sure what you should be getting into and you want to dabble a little bit, then you can join Larry's Facebook page. Respect the rules, respect the content, respect the genre, and you will be more educated than your average comic book fan. So you can blow your fans away, friends away with all the knowledge that we drop or people drop on there. It's like 30,000 plus people on that page. Apparently. <sighs> Apparently. <laughs> I see the numbers growing every day. Yeah, it keeps yeah. growing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. That, that, that's, you know, we got to definitely do that. Nice. You know, absolutely. Rod, where can people find you? Well, you can find me, as I say, on the World Wide Web. You can find me on the world of Instagram at Mr. Rod C. You can find me on Tick, on Twitch, sorry. We'll go to twitch.tv forward slash DJ Rod C. You can find me on TikTok at DJ Rod C1. That's DJ Rod C1. <laughs> absolutely. And if anyone wants to do a podcast like we're doing, right, we use yeah. Podbean. So you can find us on aconis.podbean.com and you can do that, you know, make sure to check them out. The prices are good and it has a stock. You can stockpile all your episodes, which is awesome. And they do all the heavy lifting by getting it on all streaming platforms for you. Also, we're on YouTube. So remember, like, subscribe and share, share the show. Don't let it be a secret. And of course, if you're doing anything along those lines, remember that you might need a graphic artist. Not might, you will. And there's only one guy we yep. turn to and one guy only. And who is that? J Bird Digital Art. 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 Mr. Jason Reese, J Bird Digital Arts. Tell him you heard about him on the Iconist podcast, and he too will give you a d -d -d discount on any work you needed to get done. And mm -hmm. oh, last but not least, we are part of the Subculture Podcast Network which is nothing but geek madness running rampant. So it's ourselves, the Iconist podcast with five others. And we cover and in total covers everything from comic books to Star Trek, to Star Wars, to TV. Yeah. One-stop shop. There you go. There you go. All right. 
and on the Iconist podcast today. It's Black History Month, but we took a pause because it is also the month of love. The month of love. And the best way to kick this off is with our guest, Larry. You know, we're going to break it down. We are talking about love in comic books, love across the comic books, and couples that stand out. And some that we, I don't know who we're going to talk about, but some we're going to say, oh, yeah, cool. Some we might say, that's strange. And some will say, that person got shafted. Here we go. Larry, who are we talking about today? Well, let's start out with um, the, a couple that actually managed to keep together even through death. The Elongated Man and Sue Dibney. Wow. <laughs> Digging into crates. All right. That's I like this one. So Elongated Man, Sue Dibney. This is a couple that, to myself, they were they were together, like, from the get-go. I mean, you can give me the facts on this. So what? Let, let me close. know some more about this. Pretty close. Pretty uh, close? She, I, I, think she, I think she appeared in, like, third or fourth adventure with Elongated Man in, the, in a Flash comic. Wow, so we're talking the old Flash comics with Jay Garrick. We're talking about, right? No, we're talking not. We're talking Barry. It's me, Barry. Oh, we're talking Barry. Okay, right when, they, right, Barry. Right when he started. Oh, mm. oh. oh. early. Wow. Okay. Okay. And what makes you think that this couple stands the test of time, or are they uh, definitely they're underrated as a couple? I mean, they only kind of got yeah. recently. And I say when I say recent, I'm talking maybe 15 years or so. They kind of mm-hmm. come back up and down, but yeah, yeah. Well, I mean. Okay, you start out, they get married almost right away. Mm-hmm. I won't go fast. Uh, they are together all through the Justice League stuff. Sue even becomes a the leader of the Justice League Europe. Yes. With Ralph, elongated man, as part of the team. Um, even when she gets killed, Ralph goes on this whole quest to try to resurrect her, uh, ends up basically getting killed himself, and they become ghost detectives afterwards until Blackest Night comes along. Right. Got it. Got all that. See, so, and here's one thing, and the only time I think we caught them in a live action appearance, and I could be totally wrong, is when it was a CW flash, they brought in the actor to play uh, Ralph, and they were bringing in Sue, but they gave her a little bit of a different backstory. They made her almost like she came from rich parents, but she was Mm -hmm. almost like a a thief kind of thing, you know, and then, of course, due to the actor having some issues, he was written out, and that whole scenario just kind of got flushed, uh, you know, but, but that's... Whatever, that's that. But I mean, this is a couple, as I said, they, they've been around for me, as I said, forever. Mm-hmm. They, as you put it, they were married really early. Do you think we got enough of them as a couple? So what I mean, like, not, I'm not talking about being fed up. I'm just saying, do you think we had enough of a spotlight? Or is there more stories that should have been told by them? Because I do remember the Justice League Europe run, because that was Bart Sears that was doing the art. And I always liked this art. It was, he was always, you know. Yeah. Bart, you know, Brutes and Babes, as he did in Wizard Magazine. <laughs> yep. Yep. I as a, I don't think there was enough spotlight in the, on them prior to Justice League Europe and until Identity Crisis, which, let's say, not a great storyline, but it really got into their relationship when because she gets killed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It starts off by her mur- being murdered. Yeah. 
issue one. She's and gone. You, yeah, and then right after that, you have the 52 mm-hmm. weeks, yep. weekly series. And that's when he goes off searching for her, searching to avoid the resurrector, and gets, right. ends up getting killed. And then they show up as ghost detectives as a couple again. So, <laughs> you know. Right, hey. see, and I and like the idea. Right, and I like but the idea that, okay, DC turned around from way back. Time. Right, and DC put them together as a couple from way back. Okay, I'm fine with that. But then after that, it seemed like they ran out of steam, like they didn't know what to do with them as a couple. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I don't think they really knew what to do with you know, the elongated man for several years. <laughs> well, his 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 nose wiggles. I mean, yeah, but it's like okay, you got Plastic Man over here who can do who seems to be able to do more. Right. Uh, uh, but then <laughs> you 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 other that so you got two stretchy guys. Right. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Who's gonna get the spotlight here? Elon Gaze has always been a secondary character. Yeah. He he's always been a secondary character, but they always try to say that he's such a great detective. But I've never seen or I and I said could be lack of knowledge, a great detective story with him in it. Like you think detective automatically you go to Batman and right. anyone within that family, right? Plastic right. Man is not a detective. We know, you know, he, yeah. he was more of a criminal, but he's got he's he's more loose with his powers or more in depth with what he can do with his right. powers. Elongated man, didn't he have to drink a, a, a formula first to kind of give him the the, the stretchy gold. powers? The gin gold. Okay. Yeah. So then, it, it, like, I think my point is that they should have written him a little bit more like Reed Richards, right? Like Reed Richards, Mister Fantastic, he can stretch, he has all that, but he mm-hmm. doesn't see that as his power. For him, his power is his mind. Right. So they could have written Elongated Man to be more of a detective. Detective. I see what you're saying. Right, like really make that first and foremost, because he always says, oh, I'm a great detective. Oh, I smell a crime, and his nose wiggles, you know? And there was, a, I think it was Justice. It was a like a 12-issue series yeah. that ran. I just read it again. Yeah, okay, so you know what I'm talking about. And it was oh. done, you know, drawn by Alex Ross, or painted, I should say, by Alex Ross. Mm-hmm. And there's a great scene with Alex, uh, you know, Plastic Man, Elongated Man, where Elongated Man, out of jealousy, in my opinion, approaches Plastic Man and says, hey, we don't need you. And Plastic Man's like, really? He goes, yeah, we don't need two stretchy guys on the team. You know, you never do monitor duty. You're a criminal. Uh, you shouldn't even be on the team. And he's like, oh. And Plastic Man's like, oh, so you're going to tell Superman that we shouldn't have another Superman character like, you know, Captain Marvel on the team? He's well, like, yeah, I whatever. Okay, yeah. Yeah. He actually, Plastic Man actually, like, makes himself look like Captain Marvel. And it's issue nine, if you want right. if you want to know. Issue nine of Justice. Uh, but, yeah. And he's basically, so you're going to go tell Captain Marvel that we don't need you since you're so much like Superman. Here, practice on me. <laughs> <laughs> but. The, Foolish mortal. Yeah. Well, I don't know. He always seemed like he wanted to fit in. He, he, he seemed like he had skills. Uh, I just don't know enough of the character. I mean, I know of the character, but because once again, like he was more done at the beginning when he first came around, then disappeared, came back uh, Infinity Crisis, uh, and or Infinite Crisis, and then just went on this journey. But once again, he's always up in limbo. I think this is a character. Once again, if they're there, use them. You you brought him in CW because he probably couldn't get Plastic Man rights. Who knows what? Mm-hmm. Brought him in. You had a plan. If he's going to be detective, then let's look at it. Then 
So once again, I'm going to pick your brain, Larry. So what did his wife do back in the original comics? Was she a socialite? Was she? Well, he was a bit of a socialite, but also they were kind of basing Ralph and Sue off of the old Thin Man characters. Oh. Now, if you ever watch the Thin Man movies, not only would Charles uh, find out a lot of stuff, but uh, Nora would actually fall into a lot of the information and find a lot of the information. And that they would use Sue that way in the early Detective Flash um, 100 page super. You remember those? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, and so you get this whole side story. And that's where you'd actually see the detective stuff. But, you know, you only had maybe eight pages. Right. <laughs> so the whole story had to be done in eight pages. So you didn't, you know, you'd see it, but you wouldn't see it like you would in Batman. Right. Okay. Gotcha. So it's an interesting character you brought to, uh, you know, a couple you brought up. So then how would you picture, or you know, um, them maybe transitioning into a modern age without getting too far away from their core? Because I think that's what's happening, in my opinion, a lot of times. Like, you know, right now you have uh, Edward Nigma who's running a private agency, and you got Penguin, who runs a club. But it's almost getting away the, from the core to a certain degree of what right. these characters are all about. Right. I don't know. I mean, if I was going to do something with this and say I'm going to make a TV series out of The Elongated Man, I'm going to do something like Heart to Heart with Superpowers. Wow. Very good. Wow. Very good. <laughs> wow. I haven't thought about Heart to Heart in years. And I used to watch that show every week when it came on TV. <laughs> Years. They, they, you know what? They, they, they technically are heart to heart. If you really sit back and think about it, minus the power aspect of it, but you're absolutely correct. Cause I was, when you're talking, you know, about what to do with them, you know, I was thinking along the line that I didn't know about the thin man, the thin man in correlation, but I was thinking that being a detective, maybe why I didn't know what to do with him is that that was so early back in those days, you're trying to make something that's relatable to, the kids at that time, detective stories or whatever the case to be, and it just kind of outdated itself. To me, that's probably the reason why they couldn't do anything with him or think of anything to do. You got the great detective, nothing else to do with him. So that's why he just kind of like got thinned out in being used. Bringing him back to modern? I was thinking my thing like a cop show. I would literally think like a cop show. Then Larry just came with the like, no, hold my beer. Heart to heart. I'll take back that beer. I was like, I didn't even hold it for like not even half a second, Larry. <laughs> you didn't even Holy. That, but that's genius that, though. I didn't even think sense. about that. Now, because I, I was a fan, really, truly, of Heart to Heart. I watched yeah, that totally. show all the time. Like we all did, right? Like I mean, yeah. that there, I think the storytelling, if you would have taken the Digbees, put them in a heart to heart, lighthearted, you know, it still has its action, it still had it moved the story and going forward. Okay, all right. That I can see. I can definitely see that. You get a little bit of his origin in there of how he got the the potion that gave him his powers and and play off of that. And that's the only other part is it, you know, that you're solving crimes because he never really had a rogues gallery. No. No. Not to my he knowledge. Shared, he shared with Flash more or less. Right. Okay. 
So he was piggybacking off the Flash, which would make sense why he's in the CW. He was in the CW Flash, but right. making that heart to heart. Wow, man, you you just blew me away, Larry. Okay, you look, you you got the eye patch like Nick Fury. I'm glad you're doing better, man. And, and you are just swinging. Okay, <laughs> that is amazing. All right, I, I, I'm speechless. Okay, so Nick, any last points on this these this couple here going on? No, I think we're good. Oh, I think we're good and neat. <laughs> Holy. I didn't know about the Thin Man connection, so this is why I love having you on, Larry, and, and picking your brain with these things. All right, so then, who, who's another couple you have going on? Hmm. Scott Free <laughs> and Big Varda? Yes! Here we go. Yes! Your cousin brought that one up for me. Here we yes! go. Yes! Because yeah. he knows I love the new gods. Absolutely love them. Fourth World, Jack Kirby, there we go. And that is a that is a couple... That I want more from them. So here, here we go. You know, Mister Miracle, love the character, love his backstory, love how he came across the whole, how they tie everything in with mythology. So once again, so far, people, we've been doing DC so far. So Big Barda, you know, so Mister Miracle, uh, his father, and and there's so much there. Done. Yeah. So let's go back. So Scott Free is the father of. Sorry, he's the son of High Father from New Genesis, Isaiah, right? Isaiah mm-hmm. makes a pact with Darkseid to stop the wars, and they switch sons for this peace treaty. So pretty much, Scott Free is given over to Darkseid. Dark side. Yeah, that Darkseid from, you know, the Zack Snyder cut, Darkseid from Justice League, like the, the DC version of Thanos. Well, I should say Thanos was copied from Darkseid because Darkseid came first. Mm-hmm. Apparently. Yeah, apparently, right? You know, that's how they break it down. And then, you know, Orion, who was one of the sons of Darkseid, was given over to Isaiah Highfather, and that was the the swap that went there. Mm-hmm. And then Scott was raised. He went from being a baby in New Genesis, which is, as it sounds, a nice, beautiful place, over to Apocalypse. Hell pits, parademons, training, tough, you know, and where Highfather was trying to work with Orion to get him past his temper to make him, you know, m- more less edgy because he grew up in this rough neighborhood and try to give him love. Darkseid literally got scot free, went over to Granny Goodness and said, "Yeah, throw him in the orphanage, yeah. raise him, whatever. I got things to do." Yeah, and, and then they, pay, that, they practically yes. put him in jail as soon as he's an adult. Yeah, and Bardus is guard. That that's some charisma going on right there, where you can you could finesse your guard. So picture Big Barda, born and raised in Apocalypse. Her mom was like one of the you know top warriors there under Darkseid at the time. Barda worked her way up. She became captain of the female Furies, mm-hmm. who were under Darkseid. That was his like picture much female commandos. His crack squad that would, if he had problems, he would send them in. Case closed. What's that's the clean. Thing? That's the cleanup crew. That's the dark side cleanup crew. That's all there. <laughs> what is something? Absolutely. <laughs> and, and Bart is like physically imposing. Bart is not, you know, five foot. Bart is like a seven foot woman. Yeah. Right. Good looking woman, but but still imposing. And because she's captain of the guard, that means she can take out any of those people that are under her because everything on Apocalypse is basically trial by combat. So she's got to deal with, uh, was it Larsha trying to backstab her, 
Dasan's sister trying to backstab her. The rest of the members all want to take her spot. It's like wrestling. Everyone, she has the belt. Everybody wants it. She's defending it constantly, keeping them in line and still following orders. So Barda herself is just plain like badassery 100%. Mm-hmm. And Scott, what was amazing, he never, even though raised in those harsh conditions, away from his loving family, put in jail as an adult because, you know, Darkseid was trying to push him to escape. That's the whole thing. As long as he stayed there, Darkseid had to keep the pact where he was not supposed to attack New Genesis. Mm-hmm. So he gave him the roughest conditions to force his hand to escape. And knowing as soon as he escaped, Darkseid said, well, I got 10 years to plan out stuff. And as soon as he's out, the, he's gone, the attack is on. But with all that, Scott would escape. He found someone to train him how to escape and, and, and took those talents. And he would run around Apocalypse smiling, laughing. It, was a, it wasn't a joke to him, but he never lost who he was. Mm-hmm. And Barda saw a light in him and he saw something in her. And the two of them started a relationship. She found him entertaining. She found him whimsical. She found him brave to defy the guards as often as he did. And he, he had like a, a swashbuckler attitude to it. I, I'm wrong. That, that's how he perceived it. Right. Yeah. You know, and then they started that relationship. And then when he finally decided to say, that's it, I've had enough. I'm escaping. Uh, I'm using like a mother box and I'm, I'm escaping to Earth. Barda decided to go with him. But, okay. <laughs> yeah. That romance started in the darkest of places, but it's one of the strongest relationships up to now, in my opinion, with more to go. And I know they just had a, 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 a you know, they had a, I wouldn't call it a mini series, but I think it only ran for 12 issues. Oh my God. Right. And, you know, kind of dealing with, I think it was Tom King that wrote it and had that series. Um, you know, looking deeper into the relationship, which one thing I liked is they finally gave him, them a child. Like, they finally had a child. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm tired of seeing these relationships happen. It's like, we're going to get married. And then what? Mm, nothing. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I mean, he goes from jail to getting married. So, you know, jail again. <laughs> <laughs> she likes her bad boys. But, I mean, it's a, it, it, it's like they are, you know, they have tried to break this up multiple times. Even yeah. Darkseid sent, Darkseid sent a guy, Leech, or whatever his name was. Yes! To try to make Superman seduce Barda. It didn't work. <laughs> but, Yeah. <laughs> That was an interesting issue because if I remember right, I think that was like action comics. I don't ask me the number, but I remember John Bryan was the one who was the artist on that one. Because I always love John Bryan's uh, art. So anything he draws, usually I'm attracted to and I'll pick up, even if it's a one-off. So I remember picking this up, and he's, you're right. He sent Leech, kidnapped Big Barda, uh, put her in her classic outfit. So a lot of people didn't realize that everyone's used to Barda in the yellow and blue battle armor that she wears. But prior to that, when she first came in, she wore pretty much a, a red bikini with her, yeah. her battle rod. That was her outfit, right? And if yeah. you look at the, or the first issues of Mr. Miracle, you would see her in that outfit when she was, you know, when he was doing the whole escape artist thing when he met Oberon when he came to Earth. So mm-hmm. put her in this costume. Leech was pretty much Leech as a degenerate. 
So down underneath the sewers in, you know, uh, I'm going to say Hell's Kitchen, not Hell's Kitchen. Uh, what's it in Gotham there? It's not, not Gotham. I mean, Metropolis. It's not Hell's Kitchen. It's, uh, oh, I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, I can't remember. But <laughs> it's the bad part of Metropolis. There we go. That's where Black Lightning was hanging out and pretty much operates from. So underneath in the sewers, he set up a room with cameras. Then he captures Superman, hypnotizes him, and, and had almost Superman breaking his character to record an X-rated movie with Barda. Yeah. And Mr. Miracle comes in and stops it. Now, of course, Miracle understands the situation when he sees it. He doesn't start fighting Superman. He doesn't blame Superman. He doesn't blame his wife either. Mm. He understands what was happening, and he dealt with Leech. Of course, when everyone, you know, uh, the mind control was done, Superman's kind of, kind of, you know, thing was, hey, man, Mr. Miracle, you okay? It's like, yeah, yeah, I'm good. Don't worry about it. So you're not going to do anything to Leech? No, pretty much. No, 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 no. He's yeah. got to talk to my wife, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Barda took a turn into him. Did I mention that she's a warrior of apocalypse? <laughs> you might have mentioned that. You might have. Okay. So once again, now this is a couple that I would definitely watch. Be it if it was live action, be it if it was a cartoon, be it if it was anything along those lines. First of all, there's so much family history. I mean, pretty much your in-laws are the heads of two planets. Yeah. <laughs> against each other that there is family drama you met him in jail he seduced you did right by you giving you a life and that is like true love like i would say those two to me represent soulmates that found each other if i had to go that far mm. because they've never strayed eyes they they been there together and you know it could have been like uh and i think they kind of they, they've got to be some you know ptsds that they have to deal with <laughs> like and, and it comes down to scott like scott once again yeah everyone knows him as mr miracle he's the ultimate escape artist great got it he's trained trained someone else to kind of take on that title great got it he's gone back and at one point he was leader because isaiah was gone of the new gods and then it questioned it everyone turned around was like wait a minute your dad had powers we're all new gods What's your power? Um, um, he never, he's a god, but he never used his power. Mm -hmm. that, so that's a storyline that needs to happen. I mean, they talked about it briefly in the comic books, but that's a storyline that's there. Uh, I want to know more about Barda's backstory, her own backstory. Obviously, if she's got a mother, she had to have a father. Right. Who are they? Where are they? What happened to them? Right. Bottom line, everyone's coming from somebody. Yeah. And then just recently, the two of them had a child. That there, to me, should be, I know the classic jump on spot for maybe bringing any of these product uh, IPs to life would be, okay, you bring in Orion, you bring in Dark Side, you bring in, you know, Light Ray. Mm -hmm. But for me, I think mm -hmm. the introduction into the fourth world new god should be spiderwebbed through Big Barda and Mr. Miracle. Mm. And then slowly integrate it that way into the bigger picture. That's how I would like to see it. All right, I've done a lot of talking. What do you guys think? <laughs> Listen, I'll say this: that 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 couple is like you look at them and you look you expecting yin and yang, like the opposites attract. The they basically are the are the quintessential aspect of opposite attract. You have someone again, Big Barda, who is known just to be you know the warrior you know, the super warrior in that regard. And then you have very 
relaxed, simple-minded, easygoing Scott, and 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 like it's like opposite the track. So I look at it that's that's another way, another reason of how they they wrote these characters to to show that you know we're showing different aspects of the opposite attract type of you know purple dindrum uh, setup. So I I like I like that aspect of these characters coming together. It's a different viewpoint that you don't see that often. So that's how I look with that with that one there. Yeah, yeah. and they haven't broken up. I want to know how Barry's going to translate this to live action and who he's casting. Ooh. <laughs> oh wow okay okay let me see here wow so if i had to go for it so um first and foremost i have to find uh, a tall actress i would for big bard i'd have 100%. to find a 100 cgi yeah no i don't want to do cgi i don't want to do cgi i want to keep the cgi for some of the battle scenes right so i want to have a tall actress so i know there's this actress um i think there's name here okay well, gosh i gotta look it up i think his name's like tina you know she's like one of these internet models but she's from spain uh, she's got, you know, I, I, she's like already six ten, and that's mm. an actress. So I'm gonna look that up. So if I had to go that way about it, I would definitely say, uh, yeah, yeah, okay, right, all right. That's a good question. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna find this actress and I'm gonna let you know in half a second who I'm talking about because I remember taking a screenshot so I wouldn't forget because I know that this person said she kind of stood up to me and I'm like, oh, this is what it is this this is you know. Mm. Um, she does all these f- videos with her family, though. That's what it, she does: TikTok videos, uh, with her mom, her dad, her brothers, and they're all like a tall family. Mm. Uh, let's see. Da, da, da. And then for Scott Free, well, I'm looking up and think Scott Free. Scott Free's got to be someone. Yeah, he's got to be someone that's agile quick to move around okay so if i had to go with scott free there's two people in my mind that i would go with scott free so one person is one i used before who is um uh leo oh geez yeah he's older now leo howard i think his name is okay okay i have an idea idea for scott free but you okay sure what's your idea i'll I'll find this leo who i'm talking about who's your idea for scott free um, damn, I gotta think. Yeah, he is a wrestler in the A AEW. <gasps> Does the coffin drop? You know the name? I can't. Darby think Allen. Darby Allen. Yes. Darby Allen. Wow, wow, that would be something different, though. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I'm... He's got the chops to do the escapes. Yeah, he does. He does, and he and he's got the he's got the build. Absolutely, I could definitely go with Darby Allen. That's wow, wow. I'm a huge AEW fan, right? So, uh, yeah, yeah. When, when you were saying coffin drop, I'm like, Scott. all right. Even better. While you look up the actress, Ryan, who would you cast for Scott? I, I mean, I, I can't even think of anybody off the top of my head because I'm here trying to find someone for for Berta. But if I'm gonna go, if I'm gonna go with Scott, if I'm gonna go with Scott, now I'm just trying to remember how old this person I'm thinking. Um, I'm looking for someone also whose size is, you know, a little bit smaller size. Because again, off of that yin and yang kind of aspect, mm-hmm. and 
Why is his name escaping me now? Um, half of the Supernaturals, uh, who's playing, who's planning to play, um, who wants to play Batman? Ugh. Oh, Jensen Eccles. Thank you. Yes, who does the voice? Who did the voice at least for Red Hood and stuff like that? Yeah, a little more muscular than I think of, but yeah, I see it. Yeah, he could do it. Yeah, see, I, I, yeah. No, no, no. You're right. No, look. Yeah. Now, now to think of Big Bird. I couldn't even think of anybody. Yeah. Not without CGI. It, yeah, I see. I'm, I'm, see, a, I'm a finder. Oh, you see, the like person, that. the person who came to my mind right off the bat, but this is she's unfortunately, this would have been earlier if we did this like easily like 15, 20 years ago would have been like China. That's who I automatically envisioned. Yeah, Johnny would have been good. Johnny would have been good. So yeah. my mind was thinking actually of a wrestler. So when you went a wrestler, at least on the Scott side, it's a great. Now I'm thinking, who can I have? Oh, yeah. I just thought of the like, and it is a wrestler. Last name's Rodriguez in the WWE. Oh, okay. I'm less familiar with the current roster. He's got the muscles for it. Uh, All right, I got to find her. Uh, I think I found my actress here. Okay, so here we go. So I'm going to go back. So, okay, I'm going to look up that one. So here's what I'm going. I'm going with, so for Scott Free, I'm going to go with Leo Hart, Howard. So Leo Howard was in a Disney show called Kicking It, right? Yep. He's grown, grown now, but he plays, he's he's into martial arts. No question about it, right? So he was in the, that show Kicking It. He played young Snake Eyes in the first G.I. Joe movie mm. where Snake right. Eyes kid breaks in and meets Storm Shadow for the first time. He's got like two like, birthmarks or moles on, on either side of his cheek. And he also played young Conan in Conan the Barbarian that had Jason Momoa. So he's in his thirties ish right about now. So that's the act the actor that I would go to um play um uh, you know for my that would be my Scott Free. Mm-hmm. And I think I found the actress I'm looking forward to that I was thinking of uh if I have the right person, Blanca Suarez. Blanca Suarez. So I think she's she's a Spanish model, but I yeah. think that's the one I had in mind. So it was her and one other one. As you know, the, the people that I would go ahead and cast for that. And see here, and let me just double check. No. Oh yeah, wait a minute. Hold on. No, no. I think I found her. Hold on. Come on, TikTok. Don't let me down. Sometimes people, you guys got to do things on the fly. So there we go. Huh. Oh yeah, there we go. The one, the other one I was looking at was uh, the place. Uh, Big Barda is Marie uh, Tamara. So that's what she's on TikTok now. So I know she says she's seven foot, but that's her in heels. She's pretty much like 6'10", 6'11". She's got the dark hair, you know, and regardless of being on TikTok, she's also an actress, right? So I think I want to go with someone that's a little bit unknown for Barda because I'd rather have that to have the height, the size. Um, and that's who I was going with. So she's one of them. Look so up. Maria Tamara, I know there's a Spanish actress I'm going to put up along with Leo Howard. So that's my Scott look Free. Up, look, look up Raquel Rodriguez. Raquel Rodriguez. Raquel okay. Rodriguez, WWE. I think All right. Like, you see. She's tall. She's muscular. She can pick up. Well, I've seen her pick up some of the wrestlers that are 300 pounds. 
Oh, I know you talking. About. Okay, yeah. Gotcha. I could. Um, I, could I, I found. I found. I found my. I found my big Berta as well. Okay. Who is she? So, is, is she? Adrian Adrian and Pulaski. Now she's done Padalecki? already. Hmm? Adrian Padalecki. Yes, if, if I'm saying Wonder Woman. She played who who's played right? Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Uh, yeah, she played Wonder Woman in the pilot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bobby, Bobby from Agent of Steel, Shield, and uh, Lady J basically from um, GI Joe. Isn't she married to the other guy from Supernatural? No, I thought she was married to the guy from Orville, the redheaded oh, guy yeah, who does right. the voice for Steve. You're right. You're right. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. See? She already has. The, she already got the action chops to, to, to handle that. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, y'all let us know what you guys think about that one. I'm, I'm down with that one, but I mean, yeah. yeah. So Scott, it, it, I, I want that height difference for sure mm-hmm. between the two characters. Uh, definitely someone that's got to be physical on both aspects and film, but they have to have chemistry. They have to have chemistry. And for the love of God, please do not split up this couple. They've been together this long. Now there's no okay. need to split them up for a storyline to advance a story. Okay. You have, I, that's the only thing that gets me. No one, no one has to die to advance a story. <laughs> you can write a story with them together. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. I'm liking this so far. Love is still in the air. So, all right, Larry. So, so far we got the first couple of elongated man, Sue, you know, big Barda, Scott, Mr. Miracle. Okay. Yes. Fourth right. world. Let's do a couple that should have got married. But didn't, and then one kind of went bad. Since I'm looking like him, Nick Fury and Countess El- Victoria Allegra von Fontaine. Good on you for saying that. Yes. <laughs> this is going back to, let's call it classic white Nick Fury, <laughs> how he was originally brought into the series. Nick Fury Senior. Senior. Yeah, Nick Fury Senior. Exactly. That's how they write it. That's how they wrote it in Marvel. Marvel, they made him Nick Fury Senior, and mm-hmm. the Samuel Jackson one when they kind of brought him to six one six one six universe was Nick Fury Junior. I actually have a storyline where uh, David Hasselhoff, we age him up a little bit, and we have Senior meets Junior with, you know who. <laughs> that will be that would have been nice that would be nice especially now we're not especially now that we're, we're we have access and we understand the world of multi-universes mm-hmm. all right so i'm gonna this say was, this right now right i that's genius that's, I, that that's way that's that's another level I I know a lot of people don't say this. I, I don't like it. I know this. You know when people say, "Do you have an opinion?" I gotta have people standing at you, like looking at you like this with all the swords out, and you're standing there like, yeah. "Yep, yeah." This is my opinion. I liked the David Hasselhoff Agents of Shield movie that came out for multiple reasons. I know people look at it it's like, "Oh, it's cheesy." It's this. No, if you listen I... to who they say. The list of characters in there that at the time and even now was the most purest representation of that IP going from pulp to TV. Yeah. Like everyone was there, even though we looked a little bit differently, right? Dum Dum was there. The Countess was there. Um, you know, the Strucker twins were there. 
the, the, the helicarrier was there. It even took points of Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. When he left S.H.I.E.L.D. in that new series, the most recent, well, you know, that series was, out, I guess, late 80s, 90s kind of thing, 90s. And when they show up and he's, you know, digging for gold because he has, a, he has a, a, a gold mine and he's retired from S.H.I.E.L.D. and they want to bring him back in. And then you see Alexander Pierce making more of a presence, you know, and joining the team with <laughs> the old guard. Like, that there, David Hasselhoff will be Nick Fury for me, OG, for a long time. And that movie really deserves more respect. But the action sequences, the opening sequence, everything was done right. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking like, okay, Lou Ferrigno. Yeah, it was a TV movie, but... Uh, you know, that was more true to me than the, you know, 1977 Spider-Man live action, the Lou Ferrigno Hulk, the, the Iron Man we got, the Doctor Strange that we got. The, the mm-hmm. Doctor Strange was a little bit close. The shelved Fantastic Four that goes around as a bootleg. This <laughs> Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. was it. Every piece that needed to be there, it was, who? okay, here's a comic book. Copy, paste, copy, paste, copy, paste. Let's go for it. Well done. Well done. And to your point, yes, that that's a couple that could have, should have happened because they were dating and all on and off throughout the years. years. Since they had the immortality, the um, what's it called? Um, practically, it's a formula that decreases the aging. Right. Yes. Yeah. That both Nick and her took. Right. They keep the characters around. I thought, well done. I, people are like, oh, no, not David Hasselhoff. I'm like, yeah, yeah, forget. Just because he's big in Germany as a singer, he still can act. Yeah. I know people look at some of his projects and they kind of downplay it, but that one, he should have come back a long time ago. That's mm-hmm. a couple I would have seen. I, I'd love to see, even regardless of how they ended up, right, where, you know, she kind of flipped sides, which I was kind of, eh, I wasn't feeling that because, you know, these characters. Right. You know, once again, that was, to me, advancing the storyline, they wanted to do something shocking. I don't need something shocking. Keep characters within their their core beliefs. That that's like a totally left field to me. That is a couple that I I felt I felt that way the same way with that the same way I felt with um, the first Mission Impossible movie. Right. Mm. There is no way he would have flipped like that. No. 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 And there's no way she should have flipped like she did. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Like, that invested and all of a sudden, nah, not today. What? what? Nah, come on now. Could rope that better. So, yeah, that's a couple that, that would have been interesting to see hmm. how they would have gone through, and maybe with extended family. You know, they might not have had a biological kid, but I always read that series and looked at it as a sense that Pierce... Well, not even as a what if, because he had Pierce, who was a younger agent, right? Mm-hmm. He was more of a, a hothead, more, you know, but he's a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. And how they wrote it, it was almost like Nick Fury was his father figure. Contesta yeah. could have been his mother figure. And I think they should have gone more with that as a storyline. It would have been cool to see the three of them operating undercover somewhere as a family, playing to be a family, mm-hmm. to, to solidify that more. And that there would have been some great writing you know, it's it's the early stages of True Lies. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I can see that. Um, Absolutely, 
absolutely. Rod, what do you think of those two? I, did you ever watch? Do you remember watching that old school movie? Like I, I, I believe I have, and I and I do have faint memories, but I it's like right. I'm looking it up right now. I'm gonna have to see if I can find it, see if I can get a copy just to rewatch it again, because I do remember. But now I'm trying to remember. Did I watch David Hasselhoff as Nick Fury, or am I just seeing clips of him Ooh. being Nick Fury? And that's the part I'm just I, I admit it's been so long since I've actually pulled up. But seeing it was like in '98, so it's not that far back. So no, I'm, I'm sure I, I'm sure I have seen it. So I got to look back for that. But we're back, <laughs> and and to do it that way. All I can say is at least in regards to having both of them there. No, now I don't remember what I was saying. Tarnation. <laughs> Tarnation. Tarnation. I hate technical difficulties. Um, all right, no problem. All, all I can say is, no, no, I, you know what, listen, all I, can, I can say this. I can think of something in a sense of having, it's the yin and yang. So it's interesting in, 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 in seeing how you have this, this opportunity, like you were saying, like the, the what if, I was saying the what if world of you having Nick and you having a contestant and you have this other, you know, agent who could have been felt like you know these are my my um my mentors my family mentors in that sense my mother my father type of scenario it's it's interesting if they went that route it would have been interesting to see how that 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 pans out but i think maybe i was going with david hasselhoff i think that's where i was thinking about that Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i think i was talking about david yeah so in the sense that it would have been that would have been interesting as well seeing the dynamics of having uh, that old school one, like I was saying, I haven't seen it to my recollection. I'll have to go back and look to make sure that I did see this or not. Um, but I do remember clips. I do remember clips of seeing the Hoff with the eye patch and everything like that. And it's Stogie. He's got the cigar. And the, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. But he, he pulled it off. Like, you're absolutely correct. Of what I can recall, he, yeah. he, 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 gave, he gave the best impression of Nick Fury Sr., since we're going to distinction that that particular way that okay, you can yeah. you can see you can literally see that yeah if the you know pulling from the books Hoff David Hasselhoff actually portrayed him very well so I I was cool with that but that I can remember off the clips that I saw yeah, yeah. I'm now going to have to go back and see if I can find find a full straight version uh, as I say you two don't fear me now don't fail me now I'm sure it's going to be you two. Uh, I'll say this. It's really worth being, it's really worth watching. It's worth going back. I mean, if you're trying to compare that to the movies that we're getting now and the quality of the movies are getting now, no, you have to put yourself back in like 1998. You're saying that this Mm -hmm. came out. You have to understand it was a TV movie. You have to understand that Marvel at times really didn't invest in their properties as much as DC did. So you keep all that in mind, but then you know the source material, as we always say, right? It's all about the source material. And the source material, everything is there to a certain degree. The life model decoys, the helicarrier, the flying car, that all that is either mentioned, shown to certain degrees, and they and they get they deal with it. They Mm -hmm. it's there. All the you just give me an idea, by the way. Yeah. Okay, guys. All right. Now we have to recast. We're doing Mm -hmm. this for TV. Right. All right. But our storyline, we have the Countessa, we have Nick. They're mm. basically the top agents, and Nick's kind of running the show. Anyway. Mm, all right. Right? All right. right. So, first episode, he finds out about his illegitimate son. Who's a war hero, like Afghanistan or something. Brings him into the fold. Now you're doing your show. 
we're on Rod's idea here with you, you know, we're getting there. Uh-huh. And there, there, there's your concept. He's getting taught by Ed, who he doesn't know. No. And his stepmom. Wow. This is actually his mom. No, because remember, huh. we got black kid as junior. Yeah. White guy as senior. Yep. And, Contessa. Yeah. You know, we got Countessa, who's some European, who knows why. Okay. I see, okay. You're mixing in. Oh. Yeah. Wow. And so you've got this nice little. Now, if I'm casting this, I don't know. I can't think of who I'm casting as Nick and, and, and the Countessa. But I swear I want the guy who's played Cyborg in the Doom Patrol. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He has edge. Yes. We need someone with an edge. We need someone yeah. who's just who has who's just like who's not always bitter, but who's nearly always bitter. Yeah. <laughs> right? He's not always bitter. Yeah. He's nearly always uh, bitter. Uh uh Jovan Wade. So Jovan Wade is who played uh Cyborg in Doom Patrol. Right, right. Wow. Yeah. He would be a good Fury Jr. as a young, you know. Soldier just learning the spy game. Absolutely. Oh, See, I love that idea. And all I'll say to add on to that is I, if we're going to go with that, I want it to be a little bit more classic, right? Um, I know the shield that we get in the MCU, how they look, they're in their suits and all that. But we know coming up as comic book fans, they always had their, their one piece uniform uh, with the, 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 the colors on it, right? So white was a director. They had some with red, some with blue, yep. that their harnesses and all that. So I want to get kind of get back to that look and, and have them at least in the classic costume, be it if it's a field costume or not, how they want to use it. Yeah, I'm all for that. I, Larry, you're killing the show today, man. <laughs> this you is amazing. Yeah, you guys gave me the idea. Yeah, yeah. That's that's you're, pretty you're good. just. I would pick your brain just to learn. Okay, all right. Well, you cool. know the contestants in, in in MCU right now, right? You do she know that is. She is, no, it is. It is supposed to be her. It's supposed it to be is her. her. It is her. I'm not saying yeah. it's not, but yeah. the, her role is knows. not as a shield liaison no. person. No, not exactly. No, no, no. It's I know it's, it's Ellen Dreyfus or is yeah. Ellen. De- yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Julia, Julia, Lewis. Julia, right? Yeah. Right. You know, from her funky dance from Seinfeld, and she's putting together the Thunderbolts. Right. Yeah. So that's they're doing their MCU version of the Thunderbolts, and she's leading that. So it's almost like a, a, a counter thing to shield because how the mcu handles shield as opposed to how it's handled in the comic book is two different things right some things yeah, yeah. i like some other things like no i don't want to get rid of it shield is supposed to be the ultimate spy organization they shouldn't have been brought down right away like how they did in the mcu i think they jumped some storylines in there and we're missing storylines because of how they almost wrote themselves into a whole kind of thing right so mm-hmm. that's just my two cents all right so we got all these characters down all right, uh, Larry, who else you got for us now? Is another couple here for Love is in the Air. Getting into Nelson. The Nelsons. Dr. Fate. <laughs> okay, so now this, I like this a lot because Dr. Fate, once again, is like he is the DC old version. Old school. Old school, right? Like he's the sorcerer. The he was back from the 40s. So yeah. when did his wife come into the picture? In the 40s. So they're both in the 40s. Yeah. 
Okay. They were dating. She was a socialite. She learned a little bit of magic from him. At one point, she even she even tried. Well, a bunch of the guys were taken hostage, and the girls had to try to uh, save them. Hmm. And the only girl, only one with only two with powers were Inza, who had a little bit of magic. Yeah. And the original hawk girl, Shiera. But everybody else's, Jay Garrick's wife, girlfriend at the time. Yes. Um, the Adams, girlfriend, all of them, no powers, just, you know. Yeah, they're just regular they're people, and, you know, yeah. dating, dating guys who are extraordinary. That, yes. See, now that's fantastic because that would open so much more. Once again, she starts as a socialite, learns some magic. He, of course, gets the helmet. He's Dr. Fate. Like, mm-hmm. okay. He is that guy, magic-wise. Can you picture the adventures they would have? And it's not even a go multi-verse kind of adventures. Worldwide. Let's, let, you know, mm-hmm. we don't need to go, in my opinion, you don't need to go to other dimensions. You, you need to see well, what's happening on Earth. Especially, right. there's a lot of magic items within the DCU universe that mm-hmm. are untouched, un, you know, haven't been found, you know, you're going from the city of Atlantis, for example, that can mm-hmm. have some pull in there with certain aspects. You've got uh, Warlord with his inner earth. Okay, that's a whole different thing, which is mostly magic that he hasn't touched. Then you've got his own, Dr. Fate has his own rogues galleries and things that he had to deal with on issue by issue basis all yep. the time. I think bringing more magic and showing the magic side, because not everything is about, you know, uh, how much you can lift, who can punch harder, who can run faster, not talking about the whole magic thought side of it is totally we're missing a chunk of the universe, which right. is a very important chunk. If you look at a lot of the magic users in there and they can crisscross. And I know that, you know, we've been teased with, I mean, we had Dr. Fate. Yes. Pierce Bronson played Dr. Fate in the black Adam movie. Mm-hmm. But before well, that, yeah. right. And one time I was really excited is when CW was doing Constantine, mm-hmm. the series. And when Constantine is in his house, he walks by the helmet of Dr. Fate. Yeah. And I'm like, come on, season two! <laughs> and then canceled. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Right. Okay. There's so many magic users in there that they can make guest appearances. And I think that would be right. a cool thing. Like, I, I would see that. Give me a proper series. You know, I don't know. Once again, I'm always w- weary about TV and budget, how they want to show powers being used because they don't seem to have a budget. But when you go to a streaming service, you put it that way. So give me a streaming service. Let me give me Amazon. Give me whoever else is going to put a little bit of a budget to make yep. the effects in there. But then the fun part is let's not get away from the main characters. But you can have some other magic users who are really unknown in the DCU. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. All right, then. Now, now, who would see doing that? I mean, Pierce Bronson, I think he did a fantastic job. He was wonderful. Right. He did a fantastic job. But once again, it's like, oh, we got this powerful character. He's going to do this and die. I don't want that. So if we're going to do it, then it's got to someone that's going to have that Pierce Bronson qualities to me. Right. But once again, we're going to have to make him younger because we want this person, whoever takes on that role, to last. Exactly. Exactly. The duration of it. The problem is the perfect person for it is too old now. 
That's Guy Pierce. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So who do we know that's like a Guy Pierce, a Pierce Brosnan type that's younger? And that's the thing that I'd have to really think about that. I would have to, you know. So hold on. So Larry, are you going to see you rather have that kind of live action? I would want it live action. You wouldn't? I would. Oh, you would. You would. Okay. Yeah, I would want it live action. And I would even get in. I would get I would do storylines. I would jump back and forth because he's lived since the 1940s. They've lived, but they've stayed young. And then there, there's a great story storyline. Actually, it's almost a whole series where Inza and Kent have to merge to become Dr. Fate. Yes. So, yes. There. Um, but that's, that's after they've been married. And you've also got the whole storyline early on when she's trapped in the uh, Tower of Fate. And it's like, I can't go out. I can't. She's going stir crazy. And Kent's not noticing it because he's doing all the Dr. Fate stuff. Right. And you got to re- re- remember, he's like a split personality almost because he's possessed half the time. Yeah. Yep. You got that whole story. Yep. Absolutely, yeah. Similar to Guy Pierce. I don't know, but I have to give some thought to that. I'm I'm not, you know, someone has Yeah. Not easy. No, not easy. All right. That we're gonna have to Yeah. Now now with the storylines, would you see because I know okay, so I know we're gonna bring up this other couple, and this is a couple I, I talk about all the time. It, it is Hawkman and Hawk Girl. Yep. You got to be because they, they coincide with Hawk right. So now the question is, okay, so let's go down the, the, to, the, to the Hawks for half a second. So we're mm. bringing in Hawks with Dr. Fate. And I'm not getting away from Dr. Fate. But that being said, are we bring, we have to bring in more of the, um, the reincarnated, he's archaeologist, the Earth 2 version of the Hawkman. Or, the original Carter Hall. Right, the original Carter Hall. We're not talking Thanagarian, none of that at all. It's the original Carter Hall and yeah. Shiera. Yeah, not Katie. Right, right, right. So that there, once again, goes into the whole world ventures, going around, getting objects from the past. Egypt, you've got South America, yep. you've yep. got Asia. <laughs> um, I mean, come on, the Wand of Votum, I mean, not the Wand of Votum, but they have something similar. Right. Uh, in, you know, you got Wu-Tan. Yes. Uh, that's just the villains. You've got... The, the Ibis stick. And that right. actually could be a spinning. Yeah. They give, give us those classics because the one that we got in the Black Adam movie, to me, felt like more the Thanagarian one. Yes. I agree. Right? But we I... never got the proper Earth 2 one. And that's, even though they were, even though they said Justice Society, that Hawkman was not part of that group. Yeah, right. And you can tell the whole story of Khufu again. Absolutely. That's amazing. That's that. That's that's. So I get what you're saying about the, the different period pieces, time pieces, and there's you can put them in different uh, scenarios. So you know, I mean, I've always I'm been a fan see. of the Thanagarian ones, but I love Earth Two. I want to do a whole script at some point where I actually will intertwine all of it mm-hmm. into a movie. Like you're talking all the Earth Two characters. Well, I'm going to do flashback. I'm going to do flashbacks. So it's like, okay, some aliens crash and die. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, Prince Khufu finds 
the reincarnation of the ones that died, crashed and died thousands right. of years before. Uh, Prince Kufu finds the the um, what's left of the wreckage, mm -hmm. gets the wings. So you start right there. You have an ancient Hawkman. Yep. Reincarnate, 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 and you get little bits of it. You know, you, you know, even, I'll even do not put in Nighthawk and Crimson for a short bit of it. Yes. And um, was it the Shining Knight? Yep. That yep. he was reincarnated as at one point. Yep. You know. Yep. And then he gets reincarnated again on Thanagar. Yes. Okay. That's what you're saying. Now, I know one time they've talked about it, and I said that's my lack of knowledge, is I know they mentioned maybe possibly that uh, Ultra Boy from the Legion of Superheroes could have been a potential reincarnation of Carter Hall. I remember something like that. Mm. Right, I now I don't think it, I'm not sure if it was ever confirmed, yes or no, one way or the other. They just kind of looked at his symbol that he had on his costume, mm. uh, you know, and, yeah. and try to piece together certain similarities. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, now that would be interesting, but you never saw, you know, Shiera reincarnated or in the Justice League. Sorry, ju sorry, Legion of Superheroes. So Actually, I don't know how that's theory there, but mm. it never really panned out, especially mm. since she was sort of dating Wildfire. Yes, Dawn Star. Dawn Star, and they could still play with that if they wanted to kind of get back to it. But to get to your point, I like that whole aspect because everyone is now getting more familiar because of the media of Justice League of America, Justice League, whoever you want to call them. We've gotten the offshoots with Justice League Dark as a cartoon, and and they've only mentioned Justice Society in a couple of IPs. So we got Justice Society really quick with uh, DC Legends of Tomorrow, yeah, um, uh, a touch of it with Smallville, Smallville, yeah. And Stargirl, Star right? Stargirl. Yeah, and then the animated uh, thing with the Tomorrowverse. Yes. Right. Exactly. But we never really got a full grasping of this team properly, especially that Carter Hall, like let's say Earth 2 Hawkman, was the main yep. chairman for the Justice Society. Yeah. And all the stories that they have right there. Once again, that's a world. Yeah. 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 And then this. And you can tie this into a new Shazam because the wizard was supposedly the wizard, the uh, one of the seers or whatever you want to call him mm -hmm. for Prince Goofy. Right. Oh, I... <laughs> my head is hurting. Ah. My head's exploding. And I love Hawkman. I, oh, it's one problem. of my, you know, regardless. Here's my problem. Yeah. And I hated it. I hate it, by the way. Is when they basically broke them up by bringing in Kendra. Can't stand it. Hmm. Can't stand it. Can't stand it. This is the couple that should have been, or you know, this couple's always portrayed as once again true soulmates. Where one goes, the other one goes. Their love has never died. They've never done anything to jeopardize their love, and they're so confident in their love. It's like, hey, we're doing this mission. We might die now, but guess what? I'll and see they when I see do and come back for each other like in another life. Exactly. They always find each other. Like how they always put Barry Allen and uh, and and Linda as not Barry Allen, sorry. Uh, uh, Iris, Iris. Iris. Right? And like, oh, she's my lightning rod or, or Wally and Linda. That's my she's my lightning rod. Before that. Yeah, forget. <laughs> Before those couples, it those two were the ones that found each other all the time. 
Now, mm-hmm. I know I'm, I, I saw this picture that I know that DC is always looking for new IPs to do and new uh, ideas. And one of the ideas they had was bringing back the kind of a classic Hawkman and Hawkwoman couple, right? Or Hawkgirl mm-hmm. couple. And then there was a kid with them. But they, the artist just drew it and he never said who the kid was. But clearly you can tell as a teenager, he's got metal wings, you know, and Charlie. he's like, Sounds like Charlie. Right, it Both does. Yeah, it sounds like it, but they never said it. They just said, hey, here's a concept. And they had the whole thing of, uh, oh, you can vote on potential upcoming comic books. We won't tell you any of the storyline, but here's the potential upcoming comic books. Uh, okay. you know. And I was like, okay, please keep voting for the Hawkman one. And you know, I didn't get enough votes. Everyone went more like, the Superman route. And I was right. pissed because I wanted to know who this kid was in their eyes, who the creator had going. Now, yes, it could have been Charlie Golden Eagle, which would have been great because – he always seemed to be there, but not there, right? Like he, right. he's part of the 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 the, the, the Teen Titans West. He's mm-hmm. there, and, and they never knew what to do with him, and he just floated around. And they made him like this kind of this, you know, aloof surfer kind of dude. Like, hey guys, what's up? You know, I'm Golden Eagle. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, your dad is a badass. Your mom is a badass, and you're like, hey, what's going on, dudes? Hey. What's up, man? <laughs> that would not be the, the gold. No. The one they drew looked like he was very, oh, um, this is my parents. I'm ready and to follow that suit. sounds like Warhawk. Yeah, exactly. Now, the closest we got was Warhawk from, you know, Batman and uh, Batman Beyond. Right? Yeah. You know, ish. Ish. That's the closest. Yeah. But I, that's a couple. If they're that much in love, I, now, that's a conversation to have. It's like, you know, everyone makes their own decisions. My point is, we're that much in love. Do we want to have a kid? And what happens if we do have a kid? If we die, does that kid also have that gift of reincarnation so we'll see our child all the time? Or will that child be left behind? Now, once again, and, and I said, I know Justice Society got into this whole thing where it was, um, and I'm going to forget his name right now. There's, a, there's another feathered black character in DC. It was part of Infinity Inc. And they said that, you know, they were his oh, gods. Norda, huh? Earthwind, Norda. Yes, thank you, Earth. Yeah, and they said, "Oh well, the Hawks were his godfather." Yeah, kind of thing. And I'm like, "Oh, okay." You, you guys are kind of teasing the idea, but you're not getting to the meat of it. And then it was like, "Oh well, you know, you find out that you know the Hawks are related to Kent from you know Doctor Fade, and you know, mm-hmm. so everything gets so retcon. I think and there's a story you got. Scarab. Oh Jesus! Now we're getting into Silver Scarab and Fury. Yeah, right. Yes. Exactly. But the red con was so hard. Yeah. For those, Hawkeye that, and Hawkeye. that was another great couple. I mean, they go all the way to the dreaming. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. See, like, if I had to turn around and cast this way, if I had to turn around and cast someone as Hawkman right now, I'm going to tell you, it's the actor, and I forget his name. I, I'm terrible with names. We all know that. But it's the actor that played uh, the latest version of Tarzan. The Tarzan movie with Samuel Jackson. Um, oh, uh, Skarsgård, Skarsgård. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Alexander Skarsgård. I, yeah. I can see him pulling it. I can see him doing it. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. You know, like I'm, I'm looking. Like I, I like how he acts in other things he's done. I see his physique, and I'm like, okay, I can see him doing this, right? Like, okay. Okay. Ouch. Okay, because Tarzan in England, he was in his suit doing what he needed to do 
and he looked good at the same time, which brings me, okay, you can be the beer-chested Hawkman and also an archaeologist curator of a museum if you want to do it that way. Mm. And going back, that Tarzan at the time was a period piece kind of thing. It wasn't modern day. He wore those cost- the costume at the time. I think he looked good in it. Mm. Okay. Okay. You know? <laughs> Give him a mace. Let him swing. <laughs> I'm, 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 I don't know. You're feeling. You're not feeling him. I can see that. You're not feeling. Him. That's fine. This is what this is all about, right? It's not about you know. So who do you casting, think? If I'm casting Hawkman, that's not going to be easy. But I think the person who has the acting chops and has bulked up for it recently. Mm. I don't remember his last name. But uh, it's Cody from Sweet Life of Zack and Cody in Riverdale. Oh. 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 The, one of the twins you're talking. Yeah. The yeah. one that's the lack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. That would be a, see, now that would be a smart move for him because it would kind of bring him into a different genre. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. You can play angry. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he's got the physique. Or I, I could see him wielding a mace. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, hot girl's harder. Yeah, she is. Uh, but to be honest, I'm still gonna go. I'm still going to be in the genre of the CW. Mm-hmm. And she played Josie. With Josie and the Pussy Cats. Right. Okay. Yes. I don't okay. know her name. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, and then you you have the interracial thing going on that mm-hmm. people are going to throw a fit about. I don't care. <laughs> no, because it's, look, it's, and here's my take on that, right? If the character's made a certain way, the character's made a certain way. I, I, I You don't have to, you know, some characters might get like uh, race swapped, gender swapped, and I'm like, okay, when it happens, the odd time here, fine. If you're going to do it, and it's going to be logical. Okay, fine. If someone else has taken up the mantle of that character, if you look at the question, the question started that. off as a male character, okay, and then it went to uh, Montea, Renee, uh, Renee Montea, who took over. Okay, that's someone who's taken over. That's, that means that the original one is now a legacy character. Right. That's fine. But when you turn around and automatically just say, oh, well, we're going to make this character uh, black or Indian or Asian for no reason, it, it, give me a reason behind that then just to whatever there's there's a lot of characters of different backgrounds already out there that they could bring in instead of swapping to mm-hmm. a certain degree and it might be an unpopular opinion but that's where yeah let's just let's just say okay you're gonna do clark kent gotta be a white guy i'm sorry absolutely if, if you want to do a black superman i got three of them for you yes Calvin yeah. Would be great. yeah yes and we just talked about one of our other shows, like you know, we got come, uh, coming out after this one, where we just uh, we did the Wonder Woman um, fan cast. We did uh, Nubia, right? Mm-hmm. You don't yeah. have to change Diana Prince to any other thing. You just do one on Nubia. Yeah, exactly. exactly. You know, we're not I mean, gonna have George Clooney doing you know uh, uh, Prince T'Challa, <laughs> Black Panther. And well, as far as I'm concerned, as far as I'm concerned, Black Panther and maybe Black Lightning. Mm-hmm. Or it's only two that you can't touch at all if you want Absolutely. to do a great yeah. swap. And I can live with most of it, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I had a little hard time with the ancient one. 
Yep. Mm. Um, but I understand why they did. Right. So I just look at, hey, it's an alternate time. It's an alternate universe. Right. That's and you see, and yeah, exactly. So the ancient one, even like the, 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 the wizard from, you know, let's say Shazam movies and all that, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. He was always pictured as a white person, made him black. Okay. If you're long lived back from Egypt, there was a lot of black people there. Okay. Once again, that's logical for me. Yes. But to turn around and say, oh, well, this is who it is right now. And you're like, okay, but that he wasn't even that part of the world. That's, that doesn't even make sense to me. You know, mm-hmm. so as I said, there's enough characters out there that we can do it. And when in doubt, make a new one because everyone's making new characters these day and age. <laughs> Should be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just like my thing with Alan Scott. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. and we really should be giving back to couples, Van Sphere, which we can do Alan Scott and his girlfriends and wives. Right. But um, here's the thing Alan was always portrayed as a heterosexual. That's fine. Great. Yeah. You could and you can have him closeted homosexual. I have no problem with this. Mm-hmm. My problem is nobody's addressing the fact that he's been married twice. And he's had two kids. At least. Right. <laughs> no. Yeah, well, yeah, two kids that twins. we know of, right? The twins. Which, you know, uh, you know, uh, Obsidian and um Jade. And 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 Gemma or whatever. But yeah. 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 So <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so He's been married twice. Once mm-hmm. he had kids. He got married to the original Harlequin. Yep. And it's like, okay, so were these always just beards? Address it. Well, exactly. It's like you almost got to, you're racing a whole lot of history there. And then, of course, what happens when they do things like that and they keep continuing? We get the convoluted history like we have for Hawkman and Hawkwoman right now. Right, because everyone's trying to say, okay, well, this Hawkman was this person, this one was this one, and this one was the traitor, and this one was someone impersonating Dewey Carter Hall. And uh, uh, <laughs> what's the solution? Multiverse. <laughs> oh, and no, for no, no, you want one that's going to get you bad? The last uh-huh. Hawkman series. Mm-hmm. They're going through a bunch of his incarnations, right? And he's like trying to find information on all of them. It was confusing and convoluted as hell. By the fourth issue, I was like, what the hell am I reading? <laughs> you know, it, it's almost, yeah, no, it makes no sense. I, I almost, like, I mean, great character. I would, I love the character. Mm-hmm. I believe a man can fly. I, I'm down with the character. Okay. I want to see, you know, bring it back to that couple, but the original couple, the core of the couple. This is why we talk about these things on our show. I don't want to talk about how it is now. I want to talk about how it was back then. And back then, it was simple, it was straightforward. Earth 2, you know, Carter Hall, Shiera, okay, Earth One, okay, this, they're from Thanagar, Earth Two, we know through this, Justice Society, Justice League, everyone had their lane, it was great, easy to read, not, no. not confusing at all. all right. right, let's get away from some confusion and go to a couple I hate. Okay. So that you can bring in something you wanted, wanted to see. Wally and Linda. <laughs> ah! Ah! <laughs> wow. <laughs> Screw the kids. Uh-huh. We'll have another way to bring Jai in because he's cool. Yeah. But um, no, I don't like Wally and Linda at all. It's nope. basically, you're trying to make Wally Berry. You're trying to make Linda yes. Iris. Iris, yeah. Yeah. 100%. Copy paste. 100%. Right. And I hear you have a better idea of who Wally should be with, Barry. 
So this goes back way back. So when I say way back, so we remember uh, the first run of Titans, right? When it was George Perez, Marv Wolfman, they got together. They said they're doing the Titans. They made the team. And, the and that, you know, right. And on there, I was a fan of it. They are making the original t- couple, Wally, so Kid Flash, and Raven. I know a lot of people are like, oh, no, no, Beast Boy. And I'm like, no, that's more later on because of mm-hmm. Teen Titans Go and the cartoons. They kind of, you know, put, ship them together. But it was really Raven and 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 Wally, Wally. who were the couple. And yeah. she went to him. She kind of flirted with them because she needed him to help bring the rest of the Titans together to fight Trigon. But she let him on. And she knew he was he, – he did not want to come out of retirement. Like – he quit at this point being Wally. Uh, sorry, he quit being Flash. Kid Flash. Mm-hmm. He Flash. believed at the time that every time he was using his power, his power was killing him. Right, that was an old storyline yeah. that he kind of addressed. So he didn't want to do be Kid Flash anymore. And because of Raven kind of giving him the eyes, he came out of retirement mm-hmm. at his risk. So this is Wally, college student Wally. Get, you know, or university uh, Wally gets back with his friend, says, hey, I'm going to do it. And he clearly wanted a relationship with Raven. And she kind but, of, she let him on. He, didn't he actually run himself into a heart attack? Yeah. If I remember right, yes, he did. But she let him on, though. It's like, oh, Wally, I want to be with you, but there's a darkness inside of me that I must control, that I must be concentrating all the time, and I can't let the guard down to hurt you. And he's like, okay, I came out with a medical issue to join the team to be with you. And that breakup was a rough breakup because when Wally realized that he was never going to be with Raven, uh, you know, and this is like not like one or two issues. I'm talking, this is a good, you know, one issue a month. We're talking over two years in. Boom. Well, done. He, he runs himself in a heart attack. They bring him back from that. Mm-hmm. And he's running himself in a heart attack because. He's like, I'm in love with her. I got to save her. It doesn't matter if I die. Yeah. And Dick's trying to tell him you're being stupid. <laughs> uh, the whole time. He, kill, he, die, he dies. Fortunately, you've got CPR. You've got Wonder Girl. Actually, you know, how they, they I don't remember exactly how they did it, but they mm-hmm. brought him back. Um, but they're like, okay, you need to stay in the hospital. You need to and this is when he starts realizing she's basically screwed me. <laughs> yeah. You know? She she doesn't really have feelings for me. Right. No. It's like, as I killed myself, as I... bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? But if you read, and the thing is, if you reread the Titans, and you read it, take away the action and the storylines, but you read it really more for the relationships in there. That run of the oh. Titans, I don't know what was going on with George Perez or, or, or Marv Wolfman. But none of that team had good relationships. No. I, I mean, they got along with each other. But, yeah. okay, so Wally and Raven, eh, she just kind of let him on. Then you had Cyborg, mm-hmm. who was never really able to get in a relationship because he was just too caught up with how he looked. And it was really hard for him to overcome. Then there was, you know, Nightwing and Starfire. He's with her. He's not with her. She really liked him. And Dick Grayson couldn't commit. <laughs> And then they get married, and that's brutal everything up. Plus, he's got feelings for Barbara. There you go. Okay, and let me take this a bit further. Then you got Donna, who seems to be the most stable one on the team. Like, okay, we're not going to even talk about Beast Boy Garfield at this point, because he was just a horn dog. 
chasing yeah. everybody. But then we got, you know, Wonder Girl, right? Donna mm-hmm. Troy, the stable m- mentally one on the team. You think, okay, we're good. And then right. she goes, and then she gets married to the guy. Uh, is it Trevor or, or, or Terry? Terry. Terry. She gets married to Terry, and, like, clearly he was just a piece of work. Yeah. <laughs> you think she would have known better. They were all in doomed, like, personal relationships. You know, at this point, the only people that seemed serious about being in a relationship within that whole group was Starfire and Wally. Maybe Starfire and Wally should have dated. I mean, I don't know. I just think Marvel's <laughs> watching way too much General Hospital. <laughs> Funny. Funny. Oh, man. What do you think about it all, Rod? Listen, it's, it's, uh, we, we jumped around a nice, nice bunch from, Dr. Faith, the Hawkman, Hawk Girl, to Flash, and, and, and now to Wally, and yo. Yeah, it's um it's a very interesting run. I, I will say, just jump back in regards to Dr. Faith and Hawk. Yeah, I agree. Like if we were to do anything with them right now, it would be perfect to kind of like streamline them to anything mystical. Because at least like you were saying about mystical stuff like Egypt. And, and so forth. My mindset was thinking as well as parlaying that to more modern um, stories, modern mm-hmm. myths, and just basically intertwining with that. Because again, if we go with the helmet itself, the helmet is from Naboo. Mm-hmm. That is a that alone is another connection to where you can you can go hard right, hard left, and like there's stories from there. So Facebook, hey, all the armor pieces. Which one? All the chaos armor pieces. There, there's, there's too many stuff that could be done with that. So again, yeah. like Barry, you were saying about Earth Two, Hawk, Hawkman, and Hawk Girl. Just keep it focused on that. That'll be great. Um, you know, we were just talking about Wally, Wally and Linda. Yeah, I, I agree. Their, their words to me was the, to me it was like DC trying to, Barry's gone, Iris is gone. Um, we, we need to. This guy is still Kid Flash in some people's mind. He will never be Barry. Let's try to give him, you know, the persona and the lifestyle and, uh, you know, similarity to like, well, we need, we need a, he needs his own lightning rod. Yeah, it was, I, I personally didn't like it myself. I won't even lie. No, they could have given her a different background, a different character altogether. I think mm-hmm. it just really felt like they had storylines that they didn't tell with Barry and, I, and Iris. And they're like, oh, wait a minute, we need a storyline. What's left over? Oh, wait a minute, we have all this? All right, well. Well, why don't we just make Wally the new Flash and Ooh. make Linda take that role? Yeah, sounds good. All right, all right. Scripts are done. Hand them in. <laughs> Meeting adjourned. What? Meeting adjourned. <laughs> exactly. Exactly what it was. Percent. Hundred percent. So, well, I think this brings us to the end of uh, our our love episode here for Valentine's Day. Yeah. And I mean, <laughs> love is complicated. We know love is complicated, and how it's handled in comic books at times is is even even more so. More. And it doesn't need to be so. So we had some positive takes about that. You know, I said I'm a huge Hawk person. Um, I'm, I'm with that couple, Big Barda, Mister Scott Free. I'm absolutely all in on that couple for sure. You know, Elongated Man, uh, Sue. Yeah. Yeah, if it's done as heart to heart. Okay, then you all owe Larry a check. <laughs> That's the best way to do it. Come on, James Gunn. Stop, stop skimping. It doesn't always have to be about the big guys. All right. You know, any last words, Larry? Yeah, I think this is just part one. We're going to be have to come back to this next year. <laughs> oh, gosh, yes. Yeah, yeah, because we still haven't touched uh, Image, 
DC, oh. uh, sorry, Marvel. Marvel. Really? Uh, and we haven't even talked about the villains in love. I literally, I would listen. Mr. Freeze and Nora, and we'll just leave it right there. Mr. Freeze uh, and Nora. Wow, okay, yeah. I, I, I got one for you. Yes. Absorbing Man. And Titania. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you next year. Well, <laughs> which way am I going? This way. That sounds good. Wow. Well, until Just then, them? One, yeah. you can find us obviously weekly. Larry can be on this show all the time, you know, coming forward. That's for sure. You know, we're going to have Larry on as much as possible. So, yes, keep your ears open for that. You can always find him on his, you know, on his Facebook page. One of many. Let's put it. One of many. If you want to learn. Obscure. Underrated comic characters. That's right. Go. It's not to be forgotten. So there we go. You know where to find me. You know where to find Rod. And remember, this is the Iconist Podcast. And the icon is love is in the air. On that note, remember, this whole world was started with a pencil, a piece of paper, and lots of imagination. Keep on dreaming. Okay, the final chocolate. All right. We out. All right. <laughs> <laughs>